Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today is the great feast of the Trinity, Trinity Sunday. I've often said it's the preacher's nightmare. Preachers hate trying to come up with new ideas about the Trinity, which is such a great mystery. But I tell the students here at the seminary, Every Sunday is Trinity Sunday. Trinity Sunday is a wonderful time to preach because it gives us a chance to talk about God. Who is God? The doctrine of the Trinity gives us this peculiarly Christian understanding of God. You know, I've quoted to you, I think, before Stanley Hauerwas, the Methodist theologian. When someone says, God bless you to him, his response is, which one? There are a lot of views of God floating around a lot of different ideas, different philosophies of God. And we Christians have a very distinctive one. It's summed up in this claim from the first letter of John, that God is love. God is love. We become so accustomed to that little phrase that we take it for granted. But that phrase is very strange and very unique. Breathtaking when you think about it. And it sums up the distinctiveness of the Christian view of God. You know, when Pope Benedict XVI issued his first encyclical under that title, Deus Caritas Est, God is Love, many of the commentators said, well, isn't that nice? (laughs) You know, isn't that sweet? Kind of a nice sentimental idea. We thought Benedict was going to be a toughie and his first letter is about God is love. And they sort of sentimentalized the idea. Well, That's to look at it very superficially. Let me get at what this phrase means by way of contrast. I think there are two views of God have been around for a long time. They're still around today. They're very popular. That are opposed to the view that God is love. Pantheism and deism. Pantheism and deism. The first one, pantheism, the view somehow that everything is God, God is everything, is very ancient. You can find it in people like Heraclitus, Parmenides, the Stoics, those Gnostics whom I mentioned a few weeks ago, you can find it there. Oh, but it pops up too very much in the modern period. The founder of modern liberal Protestantism, a theologian named Friedrich Schleiermacher, was a pantheist. So was Baruch Spinoza, the great Jewish philosopher. Spinoza famously said, Deus sive natura. That means God or nature. They mean the same thing. Schleiermacher said that a religious person has a sense and taste for the infinite. That means he has a sense of the whole, the all, as being identical to God. You know where you can see it very much in the popular culture today? Star Wars movies. The Star Wars movies were very influenced by Joseph Campbell, 
who was a comparative mythologist. Campbell was interviewed by Bill Moyers now about 20 years ago in a famous series of interviews on PBS. Moyers asked him, do you believe in a personal God? Campbell said, no. When he was asked to elaborate, Campbell said, I think God is the zoom of energy that runs through all things. Huh. That's ancient pantheism again on display. The zoom of energy that runs through all things. Now, I mentioned Star Wars. George Lucas, who made the Star Wars movies, said they were explicitly based upon Campbell's ideas. And what do we find in Star Wars but the Force? What's the Force? It's the zoom of energy that runs through all things. It can be exploited negatively by Darth Vader. It can be exploited positively by Luke Skywalker. But the idea is it's just this energy field that runs through all reality. Now, this view of God, ancient and modern, very popular, much of New Age mysticism, by the way, is influenced by it. But this view of God is irreconcilable with the view that God is love. Why? Well, because this God is fundamentally impersonal. And if I can put it this way, is too close to us to be a God of love. To love is to will the good of the other as other. This pantheist God is impersonal and is too close to the world, really, to love the world. Here's the second view of God that I think is irreconcilable with the view that God is love. It's deism. Now, the roots of this, too, are very ancient and very tangled. Aristotle, the great Greek philosopher, said that God is the prime mover. He's the supreme being at the top of the hierarchy of being. But Aristotle's supreme being, his first mover, is basically indifferent to the world. The world's attracted to him, but he's uninterested in the world. Plato talks about the form of the good, which, like the sun, shines on all things, but is basically impersonal and indifferent to the world. Plato's disciple Plotinus talked about the one, and the one is beyond being, beyond this world. We aspire after the one, but the one is indifferent to us. Where else can you find this idea? Well, in a somewhat different form, in Reformation Protestantism. The Reformers, Luther and Calvin, put a huge stress on the sovereignty of God, on the otherness of God, the transcendence of God. Calvin called it the godliness of God. When the modern philosophers came along, influenced by the Protestant theologians, they gave us this peculiarly modern form of deism. God is now construed as the supreme being, way beyond the world, both chronologically and spatially, if I can put it that way. At the beginning of time, God established the laws of the universe, but then let the universe go while he remains fundamentally indifferent to it. Well, in the modern period, everybody from Isaac Newton to John Locke to Leibniz to Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson were deists. The supreme being 
having established the laws of the cosmos, pretty much leaves us alone. Now, this view of God, too, I think, is very much in the popular consciousness today. In fact, I would guess if you pressed most Americans, you'd find some version of deism. What's the sign of it? Secularism. Secularism is a modern construct. That there is a realm of reality, a realm of being, that is basically untouched by God. The realm of economics and politics and culture, the secular world, untouched by the distant God. Now, the first view of God, pantheism, that's irreconcilable with the view that God is love. And so is this deism. Because the deistic God is supreme and transcendent and impressive, but the deistic God does not will the good of the world, remains fundamentally indifferent to the world, allows a space of pure secularity to open up. If the Star Wars God is too close to be a God of love, the deist God is too far. Okay. Now we're getting closer to a biblical view. You can see the biblical view more clearly when you contrast it to these two erroneous ideas. When you turn to the Bible, what do you find? You find a very clear insistence that God is not the world. Nothing in the world is God. All things reflect God, that's true the way everything in a building reflects the mind of the architect. But nothing in the world is God because God is the creator of the whole world. And that's why in the Bible, the great spiritual problem is idolatry, which is precisely the tendency to make something into the world into God. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my thoughts above your thoughts, and my ways above your ways, saith the Lord. That's a good biblical perspective. What it holds off, of course, is any form of pantheism. Any form of Star Wars theology. God is not the force. God is not the all. God is not nature. But this doesn't mean the Bible opens the door to deism. Because what's equally stressed in the Bible is God's passion for the world. The Pope, by the way, in his encyclical, quite rightly says that even the language of the erotic can be used for God. That God loves the world with this kind of erotic passion. God's not a distant supreme being, hasn't left the world to its own devices, doesn't clear out a space of secularity, but rather God at every moment cares for the world, sustains the world, guides the world, has providential concern for it. God's wisdom stretches from end to end mightily and orders all things sweetly, says the book of wisdom. The God of the Bible is, as Augustine said, closer to us than we are to ourselves and beyond anything we can possibly imagine. At the same time, absolutely transcendent to the world because nothing in the world is God and absolutely imminent to the world in his love, compassion, concern for it.
ah, this God alone is the God of love. To love is to will the good of the other as other. God is not so identical to the world that he can't will its good as other. He's not so transcendent to the world that he can't will its good. No, no, he does both. And in doing both, he is a God of love. Now, one more step. So far, you're saying, well, okay, I understand why the God of the Bible is not a pantheist God or a deist God. I understand that. But then how is the Christian God different than a Jewish God or the Islamic God? Because those ideas, too, come up out of these biblical texts. Don't the Jews and Muslims say that God is other than the world, yet in love with the world? Yes, they do. Yes. And so far, I'm defending a view of God that that I think Jews and Muslims and Christians have in common. So then, what does make the Christian view distinctive? One more step. It's not the case simply that God loves, but that God is love. And that makes the difference. When you say God is love, you're saying, within the very being of God, there's a play of lover, beloved, and love. And that's the Trinity. The Father is the lover. The Son is the beloved. The Spirit is the love they share. God's love is not just toward the world. That's true of Judaism and Islam. But rather, love is what God is. Love invades the very being of God and determines and defines it. Friends, on this Trinity Sunday, be a little theological. Think deeply and seriously about God, this strange and distinctive Lord who stands at the heart of the Christian tradition, the God who is love. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.